This podcast is brought to you by Parallel, the first and only OBGYN-founded women's vitamin. Parallel bundles together all the daily vitamins a woman needs into one simple packet based on where she is in her pregnancy. Parallel is the only brand that offers targeted prenatals for each individual trimester, which is key because mom and baby require different nutrients during each stage. Parallel has the cleanest formulation on the market and only uses high quality ingredients. Plus their formulation and dosing is meticulously informed by the latest research as well as their founding doctor's clinical insights. Parallel is on a mission to create a world with more healthy babies and supported moms. It has a one-by-one model where they donate a supply of their prenatal vitamins to underserved women across the United States. And in just under a year, they've helped over 5,000 moms. So wherever you are in your pregnancy journey, check out parallelhealth.com and use code BIGKID20 for 20% off your first month. That's parallelhealth.com and use code BIGKID20 for 20% off. We used to drink and dance all night. Now it's talk of diapers and pacifiers and our parents are feeling tight. everyone welcome to week 11 of pregnancy with yours truly i'm sarah mara hall i'm the comedy writer and personality behind the instagram blog and podcast called big kid problems and i'm also currently 11 weeks pregnant dude all right this week was full of highs and lows for me um where do we begin i mean i'll say every week when i know that i've like graduated to the next week I grab my phone and I look at like all my little apps that I've downloaded telling me about what's going on this this week of pregnancy so week 11 hit this week and I gotta say I got a little bummed out because I don't think I've been experiencing a lot of the things I was expecting to at week 11 like I even know when we were talking about it last week in week 10 when we started talking about like your belly might start to show and it could be a good time to start buying uh you know maternity wear uh, I mentioned this last week but like my stomach hasn't really grown since the first like two weeks that I knew I was pregnant like I got puffy right away and I kind of just stayed there and then my weight because I've been so freaking nauseous um has actually gone down And this week, so when I started reading about, you know, like how your bump might be here and then how your baby is now as big as a lime, um, which spoiler alert, when we get to our baby development part of this podcast, baby's as big as a lime on week 11, I got a little freaked out. I'm like, I don't understand why I'm not seeing these changes. Like, am I doing something wrong? Uh, I got on the scale. I had lost another pound. So, so now I actually weigh less now at almost 12 weeks like 12 weeks is a pretty big milestone um we're almost there and I weigh less now than when I started when I first got pregnant you know so it didn't feel great about that (laughs) I had a little bit of a a breakdown um after realizing that I just kind of feel bad like I feel like I'm I'm doing something wrong by losing weight um I mean I've been trying to eat I've been trying to keep things down I've just been 
like so severely nauseous that it's been really difficult. Um, and I'm realizing now getting to this point and, you know, I've been talking to other friends who have been pregnant and even my mom and grandma who have gone through this before. I think I'm having a little bit more of a rough time than the average gal. Like I, I would say this has been kind of a rough, uh, first trimester, Um, and just like the level of nausea has been insane. I mean, I'm recording this podcast. I don't even know if you can hear it in my voice. I am like so beat. I'm just tired at at week 11. I was really hoping things were going to start to turn around. So I'm just, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little over it, not over it, but just like, I want things to start moving in the right direction. Uh, which I will say, I mean, I had a little taste of that. I, I mentioned it last week where I had like one day where I felt kind of normal-ish and I've had more of those this week. So I will say week 11, I had a couple days where I actually felt pretty good and I could eat a little bit more and I had a little bit more energy. So I would like to think that we're on the up and up and I'm hoping that like some of these feelings are starting to dissipate. But what's annoying is like I had a couple good days and then I went straight back to like severe, severe nausea. So I thought I was like maybe turning the corner and it was over. And then I went back to just like sitting on the couch, unable to even like get up and pee because like moving is just painful. Um, so that's not fun. Uh, one thing I will say, so this is actually Brandon, Brandon gave me a little talk after, after I lost that other pound and I was kind of like down on myself. He was telling me, um, I guess in his football days, cause he played, he played football in college. And when he played football, he had to, he was like, we had to consume 10,000 calories a day. Like that was the goal. 10,000 calories a day. And he's like, we didn't, I didn't want to. He's like, at a certain point, like it hurts. Like you don't want to eat anymore. You don't want to drink anymore, but you have to get it down. Like I treated it. He was like, I treat it as a job. Like I would get these freaking like protein smoothies and drink like three of them a day, even though I didn't want to, I just treated it like a job. So that's kind of been my mentality since he told me that I'm like, okay, even though I'm freaking sick, even though I feel awful, even though everything I put in my mouth makes me want to puke, I just have to get it down. Like this is a job. This is a freaking job. So I don't know if that helps anybody else, but that's, that's helped me a little bit. And just like, you know, like having a little bit more grit and just being like powering through getting some food down in case that helps anybody else. Okay. So let's talk about normal symptoms at week 11. Cause I, I don't know anymore if what I'm going through is normal. I'm sure some of you listening out there even have it worse than I do. And I freaking feel for you. (laughs) I'm here for you. Anybody who's really having a hard time, I get it. Um, But let's talk about some of the common things that most of us will be experiencing at week 11. So a lot of the same stuff we've been talking about before. I mean, nausea, fatigue, the boobs killing you, mood swings, those haven't gone anywhere. (laughs) And they're probably going to stick around for a few more weeks while we stay in the first trimester. Um, But it's good to know, you know, this first trimester is starting to wind down. So hopefully a lot of you listening are, you know, getting a little bit, things are getting a little bit easier in those departments. Um, Some new symptoms we might be facing. Okay. So leg cramps is something that could be coming up. 
And the move here is to drink a lot of water. Um, leg cramps is something that I, they think they say that it, it can, you know, hit at night. So it can keep you up at night. It can keep you from getting a good night's sleep. So the advice here is to drink water and also to incorporate some things in your diet like potassium and magnesium. Um, I, I, I've been pretty much getting like a banana down a day. Like that's kind of been like my morning, uh, food item of choice, which I know has potassium. And I started taking a, um, magnesium supplement also because that helps with constipation, which is another symptom that many of us could be facing right now. Um, another thing that you could be facing that we haven't talked about is like skin darkening. So around this time, um, your linea, wait, what is it called? Let me make sure I'm saying this right. Yeah. Your linea nigra can start to show. And that is like that dark line that goes down the center of your belly. Um, this, this is something that's not permanent, although it may stick around for a while after you give birth because of the hormones. And actually we're going to talk about it in a minute, but when we get to some gender predictions, where your uh, linea nigra, I'm probably saying this so wrong, is located can predict if you're having a boy or girl. Um, one other symptom that I did want to mention is hair growth. I don't know if anybody else is experiencing this right now, but my hair has been growing out of control and not just on my head. <laughs> I mean, everywhere, like I shave my legs and I swear to God, like I get out of the shower and I have like, I have a five o'clock shadow on my legs. It's insane. I don't know if it's the prenatals or the additional hormones that are going on, but hair growth is real. Um, now is a great time to invest in some heavy duty razors because I've been going through them. Let me tell you. Um, okay. So for this week, I wanted to do this before we hit week 12. I found this article and I like was so into it and I thought it would be really fun to share. Um, but just because any of us right now at week 11, we don't know what we're having. Um, I think week 12, when we go into, I, when we get our blood work done next week, I think we do find out or at least do a test, um, that'll deter, you know, let us know if we're having a boy or girl, but right now week 11, none of us, none of us probably know what we're having. So I pulled up this article that's basically a couple signs that can tell you whether you're having a boy or girl. So I'm going to read a couple of these signs to you and, uh, See if maybe maybe some of these resonate and maybe you'll you'll get an idea if you're having a boy or girl at this point. Okay, so here are some signs that you might be carrying a girl. So <laughs> you're suffering from hyperemesis gravidarum. And again, I'm so sorry to everybody listening to this podcast when I just completely botch how to pronounce certain things. I'm doing my best, guys. But most moms-to-be experience, obviously, some form of morning sickness when they're expecting. Um, but some moms have it much worse than others. So, and they some of them suffer from severe nausea and vomiting, which is called hyperemesis gravidurum. And studies have found that women who are pregnant with girls may be more likely to experience nausea and vomiting during pregnancy. And why that is, is the pregnancy hormone HCG, um, female, female fetuses produce more of this than males. But again, this isn't like a 
full-blown sign if you have really bad morning sickness like I do and they say a good example is Kate Middleton who she had hypermesis gravidurum for all three of her pregnancies and two of those were boys so take that with a grain of salt another sign you might be having a girl is you're extra forgetful and for reasons unknown I mean some researchers suggest that women who give birth to girls consistently underperform in memory tests So specifically in areas of listening um, and visualization skills uh, compared to moms who are carrying boys. So the next time, if you can't remember where you put your car keys or if you're extra just forgetful, that might be a sign that you're having a girl. Um, Another sign is you're under a lot of stress. So they say that the more stressed out you are when you conceived, the more likely it is that you'll have a girl. And that's because girls may be less vulnerable to unfavorable conditions in the womb than boys are. So I guess they did a study in 2019 and they found that moms-to-be who reported experiencing physical and psychological stress were more likely to give birth to daughters, which is interesting because I feel stressed out all the time. But I feel like when I conceived, it was like right after our wedding and I was having a grand old time. So I might have been less stressed than normal. I don't know. It's hard to tell. So let's actually talk about a few signs that you may be carrying a boy. Um, one of them is that you ate a high calorie diet at the time of conception. So there's a study that found that eating a high calorie diet at the time of conception and eating regular breakfast increases the chance that you'll be having a boy. And the evolutionary thinking of around this um, says that sons require more resources like calories than daughters do. So a high calorie diet would favor a boy to be. Um, Another sign is that you're eating more during your pregnancy. So one study tracked that diets of moms to be found that women who were pregnant with boys ate about 10% more calories than those who were pregnant with girls. Uh, They say that testosterone um, may be to blame and it can actually signal their mother it can actually signal to eat more. So that could explain why baby boys tend to be bigger at birth than baby girls. If that's the case, I'm definitely having a girl because I've had zero appetite. Um, but here's the next Here's the next one, which is funny. But um, another sign that you could be having a boy is that you're revolted by your formerly favorite foods. Now, if this is the case, I am 100% having a boy. So if you have food aversions, even to ones that were once your favorites, uh, researchers say that the more disgust towards foods a pregnant woman feels, the likelier she is pregnant with a boy. And the reason for this is that aversions are tied to the way a woman's immune system functions as she tries to protect her growing fetus. So squeamishness um, is designed to protect the especially vulnerable male fetus by causing the expectant mom to stay away from potentially sketchy substances. Interesting. I mean, if that's the case, I am definitely having a boy because I have so many aversions. And we all have maybe heard some of these, but here are a few more gender prediction superstitions. Like these are not based in science, but these are like old folklores uh, that have gone around, which can also help predict if you're having a boy or girl. So one of them is where you're carrying. So if you're carrying low in your hips, the theory goes you're having a girl. If you're carrying high in your belly, like a basketball, you're having a boy. Um, For those of us who don't have a bump yet, I have no idea where I'm freaking carrying. So that doesn't help me. Um, The position of the linea nigra, linea nigra, I have no idea. 
I'm probably saying this wrong. Um, but we talked about this a little bit earlier, but that line of pigmentation on your belly, if it runs only up to the belly button, some say that you're having a girl. If it runs past the belly button and up towards the ribs, it's a boy. Mine hasn't shown up yet. I have no idea. Um, what are you craving? So hankerings for sour, salty, or protein-rich foods mean you're having a boy. And you can't, if you can't get enough of sweets or fruits, it's probably a girl. Um, interesting. Because if that's the case, then I'm having a girl. Because the only thing I've really been able to keep down is fruit. Um, if you're really moody, so if every day is an emotional roller coaster and you're having intense mood swings... These are thought to be signs of a girl, while more even-keeled moods indicate a boy. Here's another one. Some believe that boys make your feet cold during pregnancy, but girls don't. So if you've been reaching for your socks more, that could be a sign that you're having a boy. And here's one more that I found, but your pee color can actually determine if you're having a boy or girl. So they say having a girl makes your urine darker yellow, while having a boy makes it lighter. (laughs) But the truth is darker pee is probably a sign that you might be dehydrated. So drink more water. Um, There's also this fun. Okay. So in this article, they also give you a Chinese birth calendar. So there's like a Chinese gender predictor chart um, that you can use. I'm going to include it in show notes if anybody wants to try it. But you type in like your birth date and, you know, your uh, due date and it's supposed to um, predict if you're having a boy or girl. So I just did this and it says I'm having a girl, which is very interesting to me for some reason. I mean, we just went through all of these signs and some of them work or, and some of them make me think I'm having a girl. Some make me think I'm having a boy, but like in my heart of hearts, I feel like I'm having a boy. I don't know why I have no like data or any reason for thinking that way. I just kind of like, that's like this slight little inkling that I'm getting is that I might be having a boy. But according to this Chinese birth calendar, I'm having a girl. Who knows? I'll include that if anybody else wants to check it out. But anyway, I thought that was fun before we all figure out exactly what we're having to check out some of those some of those uh, symptoms and see where you lie. All right. So with that, I say we start to wrap this thing up. Um, let's go over some tips and to do's for week 11. Um, here's a good one. Start moisturizing that belly. If you've started to pop or maybe you haven't yet, it's still a good time to start, you know, making sure that you're moisturizing your belly twice a day to avoid stretch marks. I'm going to try, I keep getting fed Instagram ads for, um, different belly moisturizers. So I'm going to try a couple and then I'll let you guys know what my favorite one is. Um, Another tip and trick or to do whatever, whatever you want to call it for week 11 is to just prepare yourself for your week 12 tests. I brought this up um, on a couple other earlier weeks, but I'm terrified for my blood test for week 12. I actually literally today went and saw a hypnotist. Like I not went and saw cause it was over zoom, but I had a zoom um, hypnotherapy appointment to get me ready for this blood test for week 12. So wherever you're at, do what you got to do to get ready. I'll talk a little bit more about that experience next week when we get into the testing. Cause I actually want to see if it worked right now. I mean, my head is still spinning over the whole thing. I, I don't necessarily feel different right now, but I'm hoping that when I walk in there, uh, for my tests this week, that, uh, that things will, um, 
things will be different. Who knows? So that's what I am doing to prepare for week my week 12 uh, blood tests. Do whatever you got to do. All right. That is all for week 11. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to hit those five stars on iTunes. Maybe share this podcast on social or send it to a friend you think might like it. You can also connect with me on social at Big Kid Problems or on my personal Instagram at Sarah Merrill underscore Hall. I'd love to hear how your pregnancy is going. I hope it's going a little bit easier than mine. Um, but I think comparing notes is a good thing to do and just kind of see where we're all at because so far everyone I've talked to has had totally different experiences which is crazy like how do you prepare for something that like you just have no idea how your body's going to react to anyway I'll see you back here next week for week 12 updates it's a big week until then thanks for bumping along with me it's a winter, but